Hey, I'm Nikki and welcome to the Badass Cancer Thriver podcast. That's me, by the way, the Badass Cancer Thriver. I'm a twice breast cancer thriver, a widow and a former marketing head in corporate world. In my podcast, you're going to get to know me, my sassy, badass attitude to breast cancer, chemo and life generally and how I blend intentional mindfulness gratitude, spirituality, and my natural high vibe personality to live my life with purpose, joy, and laughter. If you're looking for some insight into how to come and stuck from the belief that you have to suffer, to navigate the murky waters of diagnosis, treatment, and life beyond breast cancer, and give your emotional and mental well-being a well-deserved boost, then you're in the right place. Every week, I'll be dropping in to share some of my stories, my insights and experience and how I've brought fun, joy and happiness to my life, despite cancer. So, why not give me a listen? If nothing else, I guarantee to entertain you with my podcast blunders and definite slip-ups. But I'm human and that's what makes me me. Not being human, obviously, my slip-ups. Anyway... Right, let's get started. Hey, welcome to this week's podcast. Now, before I start, I'm going to have to apologise for the sound of the fan in the background. There is nothing I can do about this because it is currently 28 degrees. And that means that you either get a podcast with the sound of a fan or... You get a frazzled Nikki and no podcast. Not much of a choice, really. So I do apologise. I hope it's not too off-putting. Actually, I'll just put it down. I'll turn it down to a manageable pace. And let's hope that um, I get this on one take. Let's hope that my thoughts, because that's what I'm going to talk about, are all in order. So last week we talked about mindfulness or I rambled on about mindfulness and hopefully you listened to me. This week I'm going to continue that chat because we started to talk about our thoughts and how our mind worked and how our thoughts very often had a lot more control over us than than really we should let them because they're just thoughts. Right? But we get so carried away in believing them to be fact especially the negative ones oh boy do we love to believe the negative ones is it just me or anyone else have that i go back i remember a client of mine having such a aha moment when we were talking about thoughts and i literally just said to her well they're not necessarily true are they they're just thoughts thoughts just like that they're just thoughts and she was literally and this was an intelligent woman she was literally blown away because she had been letting especially her negative thoughts control her life she believed everything that she thought or told herself and very often those things weren't nice things they weren't positive things they were self-depreciating they were just not good but why do we let them have so much power over us how do we you know i just don't get it well i do because it's really simple 
the mind does what we tell it to do. It's really simple. So if we're thinking, I'm not good enough, I'm anxious, I can't do this, I'm going to have a panic attack, I'm just not going to be able to get through it, then the mind takes that as red. The mind goes, okay, yeah, fine. I've got that. I can do that. I can make you feel anxious. Yeah, we know what that is like. Yeah, if you don't think you're good enough. Yeah, well, I'll let you believe you're not good enough. So it's all about, and this is a massive thing to do, but it's about having the right narrative with the mind and really planting positive outcomes you want rather than how you think things are going to be because that's not necessarily how they will be. Now, I ain't telling you that there is no truth in any of our thoughts, because obviously there is. Right now, I am thinking it's bloody hot in this office. And that's true, because it's 28 degrees, which, by the way, for anybody listening elsewhere, this is pretty hot for us poor Brits. If I'm driving down the road and there's an accident ahead of me, I think I need to slow down. I think I need to be careful. That's all true and fact. But we we oh we rely on our thinking to be a reliable guide for how things are. But the truth is that thoughts are pretty much literally just a mental event. There's a little bit of reality right in the middle of it. A little bit of reality, but it's just surrounded by just sheer speculation. Now... I'm not telling you that you should be fighting against your thoughts, ignoring them, fighting them, because that actually makes it harder. The harder you fight, if you fight a negative thought, then it it holds on to you even longer. Oh, here's the ice cream man in the background as well now. Did anybody else's dad used to tell them when the music plays, it means ice creams run out? Just me. No. Anyway, back to the thoughts. <laughs> that was the thought that I got carried away with. Do you see? That was the thought that my dad implanted in my mind. So even when I hear the ice cream van now, I and I automatically think back to that. And I also have probably the feelings and the emotions I did when I was six or seven of, oh, no ice cream. And that's actually true because I'm not going to be able to get to him. Anyway, they're not to be thought. We are literally just to see them as, as what they are. They're just thoughts passing through our minds, just like clouds. Now, there's a leader in mindfulness called Joseph Goldstein. And he has this really good paragraph, this metaphor. I'll read this out. He says, when we lose ourselves in thought, thought sweeps up our mind and carries it away. And in a very short time, we can be carried far away indeed. We hop on a train of association, not knowing that we have hopped on and certainly not knowing the destination. Somewhere down the line, we may wake up and realise that we've been thinking that we have been taken for a ride. And when we step down from the train, it may be in a very different state of mind from where we jumped aboard. Anybody like that? I love that. I love that metaphor. Because what he's saying is, He's talking about our emotions and thoughts and how getting swept away in thought really can take you to a place that then changes how you feel. And getting carried away with your thought has definitely got 
a massive link to your emotions and feelings massive link it, it is what triggers how we feel and then that's what triggers our behavior so how can we help ourselves well for me one of the things is meditation i find meditation a really powerful way of working and understanding the power of my thoughts of our thoughts and my my favorite lake meditation is something that i use quite a lot when i'm just exploring my thoughts and how i'm feeling if you want to give it a listen i'll put a link in my bio to get hold of it but in this meditation this lake meditation we use the metaphor of the lake really to understand that what's on the surface can be really different to what's going on underneath so it talks very much about your mind tossing and turning and your emotions pretty much like creating ripples in your life like the lake and the thought of the stone creating ripples and i love this part because for me that really makes sense i can see how my mind works and the impact of my emotions and then my resulting behavior can you see how anybody could see how that you could practice and then reflect on that click the link in my bio and give it a go i would love i would love you to have it listen have a go and just let me know drop me a link drop me a message on um instagram or even an email at badass cancer thrive nikki at badass cancer but mindfulness meditation isn't about clearing the mind even really skilled mindfulness practitioners who've been practicing for years find that they have thoughts going through their mind that they that all the time it's it's like having the radio on in the background you know it's there but it doesn't have to impact on what you're doing. It's about changing how we relate to those thoughts rather than switching off from them because that's not what we want to do. It's seeing them just as they are, simply as streams of thinking, events in the mind, rather than allowing ourselves to get lost in them. It's not easy, is it? It's not easy, but it's it can be done. There's an instruction we give during meditation that we say that if you notice the mind wandering, just simply acknowledge it. Note where it went. Oh, where's it gone? Oh, it's gone over there to listen to the ice cream van. And then just gently return attention to the breath and the body. Wherever your mind may go, you can always start again in the next moment. And the real the real essence of mindfulness is the willingness to really begin over and over again. And our thoughts are also, well, they're affected by a lot of things, but they're also affected by how we judge our experiences. Anybody else ever judge themselves for not doing thing, anything right, not doing something right? Anybody? Even very often, we don't even know what right looks like. I know that I've done this a lot. I did it during my breast cancer journey, first time around in 2016. Oh, how am I supposed to feel? What am I supposed to be doing? How am I supposed to be acting or behaving what's good what's wrong what's bad or should i be feeling like this oh god the thoughts and that all of that that was going on in my head they were all judgments of whether i was doing this journey right and the judgments of not doing something the right way or maybe how others are doing it because that's a massive thing isn't it that comparison game where we i talked about in week one or two god such a long time ago but week one or two where we talked about 
comparing ourselves. So we need to stop that. What needs to be changed is thinking about how things could be different because then that takes us down really well-worn paths in our minds. We start to judge, we start to blame, we start to have go down this whole sequence of thoughts about blaming ourselves. And that then leads us to lose awareness of the moment and the freedom to be able to choose choose what action needs to be taken. God, that mind is such a slippery, tricky little bugger, isn't it? It can be so powerful when it wants to be or when we allow it to be, but it also has the power to really crush us. You remember that our feelings and emotions are all triggered by our thoughts. If we think things are going to go well, then we feel positive and we are happy with the day ahead. But imagine the opposite and how that then changes the feeling and emotion. I'll just give you an example of a client. I had a client come to me quite a while ago and her overarching thought was she was a breast cancer lady. Why me? Why did it have to be me who got breast cancer? Now, I am not judging because that is not an uncommon thought, uncommon, uncommon thought by any means. We often wonder what we've done to deserve this. And the truth is very often it's a big fat nothing. But this thought of why me was in turn making her feel very angry and her emotions were therefore sad, depressed, anger. And because this was how she was behaving, people, friends, some of them, not all of them, but some of them were staying away because they didn't want to make her angry or they didn't want to get involved in it. Not, you, you get me, you know what I mean. But what did this do? Even those that sympathised and understood, it just made them feel worse. But by people staying away because of that, that then made her feel even more unloved. She felt like her friends just didn't care about her, which was very not true. But it was a vicious circle. She was caught up in it. Everything we know impacted the next thought, the feeling or the emotion. Now, we worked together on this thought, and this is not easy, but we tried to turn this why me around. And I asked her, and this is a bit of a controversial question, and I know that, and I may be judged, but don't judge me. I asked her, if she was in a room of friends, could she pick out a person that she would rather have breast cancer than her? So she could say, I haven't got it anymore. I'm going to let Sally have it. Well, the answer was obviously no. Because she was a loving and caring person like most of us are. And that, we couldn't do that. So we learned to flip this to why not me? Why not me? Because it's true what I said. Very often, the reason behind it is a big fat nothing. So why not me? And by just doing that, just changed everything. It changed how she felt. She was ultimately able to improve her emotions she wasn't running around happy and rejoicing. But the upshot of that was that her friends wanted to come and see her. They weren't afraid of her anger and how she would react. And what did that do? Well, that made her feel loved. It made her feel held and cared for and good about herself, which then lifted her emotions. God, it's crazy how everything works, isn't it? And I really could 
just talk about this forever, but I'm not going to, because next week I want to talk about emotions and how we can try and have a new perspective on our emotions, and it's not easy. But this is all that journey of being more mindful and having more mindfulness in our world and in our lives just leads us to a happier place. So I hope you've enjoyed this um, little episode. If you have, then I hope you subscribe and drop me a review. And I'd love to hear from you. Um, And if you haven't enjoyed it, well, I don't really know what to say. Why did I say that? I don't know. If you haven't enjoyed it, I apologise profusely. Maybe I'm not your girl. But for those that do love it, take care and I'll see you next week. Probably still with the fan because the forecast is that this weather is going to stay with us for another week or so. So you might have the noisy fan in the background. But anyway, please take care. Love you all. Bye.